Welcome to Living the Awakened Path, a community for conversations about living consciously and aware. I'm Jada McLeod. I'm a naturopathic doctor with a clinical focus on hormonal health for women. I'm Lisa Sabatini, a healer, helping people bring healed conscious awareness to their life and relationships. Thanks for joining us in this conversation as we illuminate living the awakened path in everyday life together. together. Welcome to the show. I am Lisa. Jada's here with me. Today we are talking about, I guess this is a show. A podcast is a show, right, Jada? Well, it's kind of a show. <laughs> it's the We're life show. We're showing parts of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're talking about forgiveness today. Huge topic. Mm-hmm. What does forgiveness Huge. mean for you, Jada? Oh. What does it mean now for me? Um, when I think of forgiveness, or even just hearing that word, it it makes me feel f- like free. Hmm. Like to me, forgiveness feels like a release and a liberty in my in my being. Like mm. I want to take a deep breath in and out and just be like, oh, it feels so great to feel a sense of forgiveness within me yeah yeah what about you I it it totally definitely does feel like forgiveness but on the initial part um I would or freedom I should say but on the initial part you know I (laughs) I have this you know um memory of how I used to feel about what I thought forgiveness was growing up I always felt like it was this like I remember even my my mom being like you need to apologize and I was like no (laughs) I don't want to apologize I'm not saying I'm sorry and so that that's the other side of of um you know forgiveness is that I'm sorry piece but to say I'm sorry has to there has to be you know a release of this feeling of grievance or uh, holding a grievance or this resentment or anger and and that was why I had I think as a child I felt so angry in some moments that I refused to apologize because of the anger that I was holding mm. and and I think that's where that freedom piece comes in um, because when we let that go if we really truly forgive we let go of resentment of anger of a grudge or you know an event or Mm -hmm. or anything that may that we may be carrying that's heavy when we truly forgive we're actually just letting that go yeah Mm -hmm. like carrying as you said carrying the weight of that reaction of that emotion yeah and so when you say Mm -hmm. feels so freeing that's what directly comes to mind and and it's so interesting to me how forgiveness is such um it's a vast topic even though in its core it's simple it's just something that people find so difficult to do on Mm -hmm. so many levels and um 
I mean, have you ever had any difficulty with forgiveness? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that the way that my makeup is, is that I've always had a hard, harder time forgiving myself. Mm. Um, like I've, you know, over the years I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about how hard it is to really forgive people. And I've sometimes kind of questioned myself, like, you know, am, am I actually forgiving or do I just want to not feel something and not address it and just say like, yeah, I forgive you. But then deep down actually still harboring some pain hmm. and some unforgiveness. I've definitely questioned that about myself over the years, whether I'm actually forgiving or I'm just giving it lip service. Right. So I don't have to deal. Um, but I think generally, as I said, like, I think forgiving others for me, for some reason, has been a little I don't want to say easier. It's just, I think I've been able to do it a little bit. I think simply because I know what it's like to not forgive myself. Right. And to be on the other end of receiving that kind of like long-term resentment or bad feeling towards Mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't want to give that to somebody else. That's that compassion piece. Yeah. So it's like, if I want to, I know what it's like to not let myself off the hook and it's really painful. Hmm. So it's like, it's almost like I want to let other people off the hook. And I can do it easier than I can do it with myself for some reason. And that's so always so interesting. Really that that mm-hmm. it would be easier to forgive someone else than it might be maybe to forgive ourselves. And that's when we always end up coming back to this point where that that zero point or like ground zero is with us always. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Always with us. Yeah. So, so for me to be able to truly forgive myself, then I would be truly able to forgive other people in theory. But for some reason, for me, it's like, it's the opposite. Like, if I can forgive other people, then I can also forgive myself. Mm. Um, you know, so instead of it starting within me, I'm actually starting it, you know, starting that trend with other relationships in my life and other people and just having more compassion almost for other people than myself. So, yeah, I've had I've had some difficulty forgiving myself for sure um, for certain things. And I love that you brought that up because, you know, some people might be, might say, oh, sure, Lisa and Jada, okay, we, you know, we can talk about that kind of forgiveness if there's maybe like a spat with a friend or somebody tripped me through the doorway or, you know, somebody I don't know, but when we're talking about close relationships or long-standing relationships or even, and I work a lot with this, with people who were talking about their abusers, And Mm -hmm. then we start to get into this territory where forgiveness is almost uh, offensive, where some people Mm -hmm. will find the idea of forgiving their abuser as offensive. And, Mm -hmm. and working through that is such, um, there's so many, it's such an immense thing to work through. But what people tend to find when they do really do that deep work that um, ultimately when you come to a place of forgiveness, even 
for someone who has abused you in some way, that it's not forgiving what they've done, but it's forgiving this, forgiving or relieving yourself of this anger, this pain, this resentment. And what can be hard for some people to do is that they hold on to those things as um, almost like a, a, a blanket to protect them. Yeah. Like I was going to say, it's almost like insurance against mm. getting hurt again. Right. Right. Like every day you pay the insurance emotional bank, like a little bit of anger, a little bit of resentment. But you're almost protected from getting hurt again. You know, if I if I forgive what happened to me, then I'm opening myself up for another painful experience from that person or for, from somebody like them. Right, right. And and also, you know, forgiving doesn't mean it's okay that whatever happened happened or what that person did is okay. That's not what mm -hmm. it means. And so it it's not you know, it doesn't mean that we, we, we maintain a relationship with said abuser. There is an important, in many cases, very important separation that needs to happen. But carrying uh, anger and resentment with you around with you your whole life, when that person's out of your life already, they're still kind of with you carrying mm -hmm. that around. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the actual yeah. person and that relationship may be gone, long gone. Sometimes they may have even passed away. But yet somehow we're still carrying it with us like they're still with us. And that's where that forgiveness um, in, in just letting go of the anger and the pain and um, because it can really change who we are carrying that bitterness around mm -hmm. so really that yeah. forgiveness as you said is a freedom but it is it's also more about us about ourself in forgiving yes. ourself to say you know I don't need to carry this with me everywhere I go and keep yeah. reliving it in a way with that anger and bitterness or resentment mm-hmm yeah, and I can totally appreciate how people could be in that situation where the thought of forgiving somebody who hurt them so badly, it feels like you're letting them letting them off the hook, letting them, you know, like just, yeah, like just kind of giving them free reign. Uh, it, it's almost like letting them have control in some way, I think. I've heard people talk about that and I, I've thought it myself too. Like, well, if I forgive this person, yeah, then even if, the, even if it happened 20 years ago, even if that person has now passed, like I'm still letting them have control over me in some way if I forgive them. Mm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, as you said, forgiveness is all about us. It's letting ourselves off the hook from having to carry it. It's giving it, giving ourselves a gift really to say, um, you know, I don't need to be around this person. Um, I can choose to have really healthy boundaries. I get to choose who's in my life and who's not in my life. And, uh, and I can forgive that person. And, and then therefore like let myself go free 
into my future without dragging around this heavy weight from my past Hmm. of what happened, you know? Yeah. And then we can truly be free. So that brings me to, to, you know, wondering two things is one is how do you get to that place? Mm -hmm. How do you actually just forgive? Something. I was just about to ask you the same question. <laughs> what is the process to get there? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Do you want to chat, chat about how, like, how you've kind of worked through that yourself? Yeah. Um, and it's been definitely a, um, a, a, you know, a process. I think it's one of those things in my life, and it, and it may be in a lot of people's lives, where it's one of these concepts that um can test you hard throughout your life and um I feel like there's two parts you know even even um people who well there yeah there's a few parts to it people who as you said in the beginning where you're like I feel like it's harder for me to forgive myself and what we find so often when we're working with trauma and people who've experienced um, abuse, that there's a part of them that actually can't forgive themselves, even though they did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. And so that's wrapped up in in this, you know, guilt and shame of what may have happened. And so working through those things, there's, you know, there's quite a bit to work through. That's why it, it, it is work to 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 really heal to really get into that space to come out to a point where an end result is actual forgiveness on all levels and a huge key piece to that is compassion which we already mentioned you know right kind of close off to the top of of the podcast today is compassion in knowing that hurt people hurt people yeah. That mm-hmm. if someone is abusing me in some way, they have experienced abuse in their life in some way. Or some kind of pain or hurt or serious, um, they're in need of some kind of serious healing. And. Yeah they're perpetuating a wound that they have to inflict right. that on someone else. And so it's not um, feeling sorry for someone because it's different. Mm-hmm. That's different than compassion. But it's mm-hmm. recognizing that we have all experienced pain and suffering and hurt and yeah the people who perpetuate that the most are are wounded they're mm-hmm. they've experienced it in some way yeah. and and it's perpetuating this so so coming to a place of compassion and recognizing we've all been seriously hurt or felt serious pain at some point in our life and then to decide and to choose not to perpetuate it. But to say that person was really hurt to have done that to me or to have um, uh, 
put that kind of, you know, put me into that experience or, or, or whatever it may have been, or to have Mm -hmm. said those things or to have done those things, they're really hurt. And so I recognize that. And Mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm not going to perpetuate it with more anger, with more hurt, with more bitterness, with resentment, and spreading that potentially to other people. Because if we're holding it, it's coming out somewhere. It's coming out in places. And if even if it's not, we're feeling it, we're perpetuating it within ourselves. So that forgiveness is to just really, truly let it go and be and, and say, for me, it's for me to say to myself, they must have been really hurt to have to have done that or to have said that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And and I love that, Lisa. Yeah. You know, I, I, how I, how is that process for you? Everything you said is just it's it's so bang on as far as like the path that that I've been exploring to understand forgiveness and how compassion is such a huge key ingredient Hmm. to become more forgiving. Um, And for me, the compassion piece comes into play where, you know, if I've been really hurt by somebody, I sometimes have to take a step back and say, yeah, but I've hurt other people too. Hmm. Sometimes knowingly, sometimes unknowingly. You know, I've definitely said things, done things that has caused pain and hurt and suffering for other people. Yeah. And, um, you know, because I've done that um, and, you know, I would say I'd like to say mostly unintentionally, um, but, you know, the road to to hell is David's good intentions, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I think unintentionally hurting people, it's pretty easy to do, I'd say. Um, Just being human. Being human, we're just walking around with a whole bunch of blinders on and making assumptions and saying things without thinking, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And so... We can certainly hurt people pretty, pretty deeply. And so if I can kind of bring that into my mind and and say, you know, I've definitely hurt people um, and this person has hurt me and, you know, we're all one. We are all connected in this massive human family and we're Mm. all, I really do believe doing our best with what we have in that moment. Right. Um, And as you said, like we've all inherited trauma we've all inherited wounds um we've all been wounded and in order to help to stop the you know the the rolling of that can we become conscious of of that compassion piece so that we can drop the swords that we can drop the heavy weight of anger and resentment and just sort of like be with each other with an more open heart (laughs) And, um, and to see the truth of each other more clearly and therefore ourselves, Mm. you know? Yes. I love that. Mm. Just It's tricky though. Me? Right. (laughs) Sorry to to interrupt you. No, not at all. It's so tricky because I can talk about this like all calm and like, 
you know, collected. And then, you know, I go out there into the world, you know, somebody <laughs> does something terrible to me. Um, and I would be super triggered and probably <laughs> be rolling in anger. And I think that that's okay, obviously, for us to have an emotional reaction mm -hmm. when we're hurt and to let ourselves feel it. Um, but then, you know, to eventually, whatever the time frame needs to be, to eventually sort of move into forgiveness so that we can, we can uh, drop it. Yeah. Be free. Mm -hmm. And I think the more the more we're willing to kind of drop and let go and forgive, I think it, it does become easier. It mm -hmm. becomes um, um, an outcome that we intend. So, and that's an important part of, of coming to the space of forgiveness. We, we intend to let something go, to come to a healed place, to come to forgiveness um, and maybe in the moment for, you know, boiling in anger, that is not our intention in that moment. But that mm -hmm. those kinds of intense bursts of anger, they they kind of ebb and flow. It's not at a hundred all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, if it is, then you will become very ill very quickly. That's very unhealthy. And, you know, we'll start to see all kinds of health issues coming up with that. But even then, our 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 being can't or won't sustain it at 100, even if we're at 100 sometimes, and then it kind of goes down to 90, and then back up to 100, and then maybe down to 80. You know, there's going to be some ebb and flow just even to function. And in those times where it drops down, when we're in a calmer space, in um that's those are the times where we can really take advantage of working through it a little bit mm, because okay. if it's in the red if we're at 100 that is not the time to work through things it's the time to 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 breathe and let things flow and not push away the anger or whatever it is that we're feeling in intensity but just to um wait for it to pass like a storm and yeah. we can't work in that storm you cannot work in that storm oh yeah yeah it's like we need we need a bit of a clear sky to be able to see clearly mm -hmm. um, you know the, how everything's connected how everything fits together to be able to kind of zoom out and see the the compassion piece as you were saying earlier it is tricky because like i i i know that some people would say okay i have somebody in my life that hurts me on a regular basis in some way. Maybe they hurt my feelings. Maybe they, you know, cross a boundary, whatever it is. And this person is in my family. Hmm. Like I, I can't, or I guess they can always not be in their life, but, you know, maybe it's somebody that they have some exposure to on a regular basis and they keep being hurt over and over and over again. They keep being re-triggered. I, I feel like those situations um, are also really hard to find forgiveness in, mm -hmm. you know, because if that if the situation isn't changing, then to forgive, it, it kind of feels more like you're kind of letting that person walk all over you. Mm -hmm. You're sort of it's like a, it's I, I think some people might say I feel weak to forgive because I feel like I'm just then giving permission for this person that I'm 
exposed to often uh, to hurt me. And that's where those boundaries come in. Yeah. Because to forgive Mm -hmm. isn't to just let somebody walk all over you. It's to Mm -hmm. say, you know, I, I recognize that you have some things to work through. And like I said before, sometimes space, even if someone's in your family, taking some space away from someone is the best thing we can do. Yeah. And, and, you know, even whether that's a possibility or not, it's different for each person. Um, but then if it's this constant, as you're saying, regular kind of, um, you know, death by a thousand cuts type of thing, and it's constantly being re-triggered, it's something that's really, I mean, those are, that's difficult to, definitely difficult to work through. Um, but the boundaries are so important in that space. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And having healthy boundaries, I think really does go hand in hand with forgiveness um, for in some situations, because uh, yeah, because otherwise it is, you're, you're constantly triggered, you're constantly activated, and you're constantly sort of in that storm. And, and you're not really able to kind of work with it as well as you could be if you really had your own back, had, you know, spoke what you needed, created some really healthy boundaries with words. So what would that look like for you if you, if you were Um, creating those healthy boundaries in, in that kind of scenario? I think what that would look like for me would be, first of all, to get really clear with myself what I need. Mm. Um, Because, you know, my gut reaction may be to do one thing, but when I sat down and, and really sat with myself and asked myself, what do I really need here? It might look very different. So to get out of the emotional realm of reactivity and to sit with my the core of me, um, maybe like my wiser self and to say, what do I really need here? Um, so to get really clear with myself and then, and then for me, um, because boundaries has been something that I've had to work very hard on, I would probably need to write it out exactly what I would want to say to the person. Um, Write it out a few ways. (laughs) This is probably a little overkill for most people, but, um, you know, having a voice is something that has not been my strong suit. So I like to write it out and then, uh, and then I'm kind of prepared to have a boundary that looks something like, Hey, this is how this situation is making me feel. If it happens again, this is what I'm going to do. I'm potentially leave, not speak to you, um, you know, whatever the, whatever I need. Um, if it happens again, this is what this is what I'm going to need to do for myself. Um, and then the third step for that would probably be to give the person a chance to. Uh, you know, to chat with me about it. If there is something, maybe there's a miscommunication happening or not, or maybe they just need to to kind of say like, okay, well, I think I can do that. You know, can you give me a couple tries to see? Mm-hmm. That would be a very healthy response <laughs> where the person just gets really angry. In that case, I would probably just need to enforce the boundary. Right. And then I would need to give folks some time to sort of like catch up to the new boundary. Because I think when we set boundaries, it's like, it, it kind of sends like a shockwave out 
to our people. Mm-hmm. They're like, whoa, 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 this isn't the person that we used to know. This isn't uh, this isn't the way that she used to let us do that this or that to her. Right. So I would probably give a bit of time for people to sort of get used to the boundary, and then obviously, if if the boundary is crossed, then then I would kind of execute my plan, whether that's to leave or to to not speak to them ever again or what odd, what not. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. And it's and and I love how you pointed it out. It's true. Yeah. So setting boundaries can be um, difficult because we're breaking a pattern in a dynamic. And so when we do that, people don't always take it well. Yeah. You know, sometimes because there is a big adjustment now, now there's a change because you've altered the pattern. They all have no choice but to alter the pattern because you're not reflecting it back they're not getting the feedback they normally get whether it's you know um us just letting them stomp on us or speak to us however or whatever that might be suddenly there's a change and so Mm -hmm. that changes then they have to change because we've altered their feedback so um and and that can be varying degrees of difficult um depending on the level of healthiness in in the other person and how they're going to handle that change um Mm -hmm. however that isn't up to us as you said it's up to us to uphold the boundary that's important for us but to also recognize they're human and so there can be you know some mistakes and an adjustment period but also um you know, staying firm in that boundary in terms of what's healthy and what's not for us and what we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I, I feel like with, with being able to forgive on the other side of creating a healthy boundary, um, I feel like we have access to a, a different layer of forgiveness in that way, because we're not still being hurt. We're not still in the hurtful place being activated. Mm-hmm. We can, we can then kind of sail through that next stage of looking back from a, a healthier place and saying, well, what did I learn from that? How did that person bless me? And certainly that could be very hard to do, especially depending on how, the level of pain and trauma that you've experienced. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, looking at, looking at it from just many different angles um, and having that compassion piece for them and for yourself. But ultimately giving yourself the gift of saying, okay, that happened and it was awful and it was very hurtful. And in order for me to be okay with me and my life going forward and to, you know, free up that energy that I was giving to the pain of not forgiving, free it up so I can infuse that into my future, Hmm. into where I'm, into where I'm going, you know, Mm -hmm. and how can I take what happened to me and, and, you know, turn it into some, really fertile soil for my future. I love that. That is really ultimately, so we come to a place of forgiveness and recognizing that we actually learned something from that, even as awful as it was. You know, Mm -hmm. it taught me how to respect myself. It taught me how to forgive. It taught me how to uphold healthy boundaries. Those are valuable. Mm -hmm. And so coming to that place. Yeah. It taught me how to have extreme empathy for mm. other people in pain. 
um, you know, there, there's, there's a lot to be taught. And I think sometimes it's kind of like rewriting the story in your mind, right? Um, you know, telling the story backwards, you know, uh, like, you know, essentially saying, oh, I, I've been able to cultivate a more open heart. And how did that happen? Well, let's go backwards in time. This happened, this painful experience happened. And then what led to that? Well, this other painful experience happened. <laughs> what led to that? Well, this other painful experience happened. And so being able to kind of tell the, to rewrite the story backwards, to, to say, you know, I, I'm able to sort of experience more empathy and open heart, um, to see things with more compassionate eyes, um, and to and to sort of like feel feel good about the the teachings if mm-hmm. if you can. And obviously, it's a journey. Yes, it's definitely a journey to mm-hmm. get there. It's not something that we want to leapfrog towards, and just in in order to avoid the pain of that journey. Um, we certainly want to honor and respect all of the stages of working towards that piece of piece of uh, forgiveness. Absolutely. That's so beautiful. I mean, this topic is huge for sure. But Mm -hmm. this is kind of a, a, you know, foundational kind of generalized look overlook, but there's some really good nuggets in that conversation in terms of understanding what forgiveness is and how we might go about that process even. So thank you for that. So awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lisa. Looking forward Um, forward to next time. Me too. See you next time. (laughs) So I'm Jada. And I'm Lisa. (laughs) Thanks for joining us as we've illuminated living the awakened path in everyday life. Together. Together. (laughs)